Yo, welcome back to another edition of the Cruising Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Cruz, and today is Thursday, August 17th. <sighs> we are almost through August, y'all. This is crazy. This is wild. We are almost through August. I feel like we just, I just celebrated my birthday. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's the crazy part about everything. You're like, wow, we are in, wow, almost the end of August, almost the end of the season of uh, warrior man but where you can find the cruising podcast is on apple podcast spotify patreon youtube and anywhere else you can find pa- pa- podcast needs that's where you can find the cruising podcast also where you find latest updates to the show it's on instagram at cruising podcast also on twitter at nice town Finest. all right so we're going to start off uh how i should be starting it off um today i woke up and i wasn't like a hundred percent but i woke up and i was like i felt a little dizzy and I was, you know, got out the door, was able to drive, do all this, do pretty much everything up to walk into work. Um, I started walking and I just couldn't keep my balance. It felt like, how can I really say it? It felt like every time my body starts to sway, my brain starts to tell me you're, we're going to fall. We're falling. I need you to fall right here. And like, and then snaps back and says, nope, hold on. We're not going to fall yet. No, hold on. Not going to embarrass yourselves yet. And I've been walking in the walls. I felt dizzy. I felt nauseous. I felt a lot of things um, this morning. And I'm sitting here like, yeah, this isn't good. This is not good at all. And I'm walking around. I'm just like, all right, well, um, maybe, maybe I'll shake it off. I'm, I'm weird. I'm very, very weird about going to the doctor. I hate fucking going to the doctor because they always want to stick me with shit, which, you know, later on, <laughs> but, um, as I'm walking in, I'm just like, all right, man, if I'm on something, I'm just going to try to tough it out and get the fuck home. I don't know if this is like divine intervention or what, but, um, I've been on, a, I've been working every day. I haven't been, you know, been sent home or anything like that. And, you know, the day I needed it, I couldn't get it. But, you know, all right, nope, nope, we're going to keep moving. We're going to keep moving. Um, So, well, I guess today was the day I needed it. Who knows? But, um, so they, so nothing, you know, I wasn't on anything. I was like, all right, well, now I just need to go home. I need not go home. I need to go to urgent care. Um, It doesn't matter. I, I shouldn't even try to tough it out in the first place, but I need to go to urgent care. Talk to the, you know, to the to one of the guys, and I was like, "Look, man, I gotta go to urgent care." Blah blah blah. Well, if you're not if you're not on anything, then yeah, you just uh, yeah, go ahead. The fuck? They offered me a ride. I will give them. I will give them that benefit of the doubt. I was offered a ride, and it's fine. It's okay. I I did not need one. But I drove over to urgent care, waited for like thirty minutes. I was like, "Fuck, yo, this shit sucks." And um, we, we not, not like the dizziness and everything, like it started getting worse and worse. And so I'm not saying it's not heat related for sure. I'm just in case somebody wants to sit here and say something. It's not heat related. Um, it's actually, I, it's my health problems is I have, uh, I have allergies and I get really bad sinuses and they come at random times, but they're never caused this before ever. And, um, uh, or it probably has, I just like was young enough to like withstand it. Now I'm not, not at the age where I can withstand stuff like this anymore. So I do need to go to her. It, it takes a lot for me to even think about going to the doctors. It takes a lot for me to do that. And if I think it's serious enough, 
then you know it, it's definitely serious for me because you know like i said they always want to stick me with something i hate needles i hate them with every fiber in my fucking being and so we go back there try to you know i'm trying to figure it out you know doctor comes in checks my ear you know he's like yeah man it looks like your uh your eardrum is kind of bigger than what it should be or not bigger but like it's not shaped how it should be like it's something impacting it and so i'm sitting here i'm like middle air infection (laughs) no it's not a middle air infection actually it is hold on let me give y'all the the scientific name because i'm not good with scientific names um it was benign para paraoxymal positional vertigo never i once again never thought i'd be dealing with vertigo in my life well probably Later on, I thought it was going to be later on, but I'm getting a lot of old man shit happening to me. Okay, all right, it's weird. Okay, this is just I'm getting old man, old man injuries, and we. I think feel like this is like older people should be getting this type of vertigo, but that's what's happening. Um, I cannot walk straight. Sometimes you might hear me slur my words a little bit or like forget. Like there's a lot of there's some things that's going on with that, and it's kind of affecting my my cognitive what not cognitive is that cognitive or connect uh, it might be cognitive i don't fucking know um say i tried i tried on that i'm not good with biology okay but you know you know don't hurt me um but he was telling me you know probably felt like you were drunk all day i said yeah it felt like you know i just couldn't keep my balance and the room started spinning and it felt like the floors were like tilting like i felt like i was in a tilted motion the whole day and he was like, yeah, that's that's the vertigo. So I was like, fuck. What do I do about a vertigo? So next thing he comes out and says, oh, but it's an easy fix. You know, we're going to give you a shot of um, of steroids, which is cool. We're getting on a cycle. Let's do it. And then, you know, um, a couple other medicines that, you know, I, I, don't, I ain't going to talk about here, but, but a couple other medicines that should help me um, with this, with this. Um, thing going on so um overall you know i took a shot today uh it was a steroid shot so you guys know if i get buffing you know become like you know mark mcguire barry bonds or any of them motherfuckers um yeah that's where we're at also what's weird is is that i think this is like the second day this was out but there was a documentary called hall of shame on netflix i've been watching a lot of documentaries lately okay i feel like damn am i getting old shit um i watched this one called hall of shame about the balco investigation and i'm like wow one of the medicines that they've given me was on the list for like one of somebody's ingredients for like uh the performance enhancing drugs now i'm 34 years old i have no aspirations right now of playing professional sports um this is solely for recovery purposes but just in case everybody doesn't know you know i i have no these are legal you know what i'm saying this is medical stuff that they gave me i promise i did go to an urgent care that was reputable and <laughs> we're good we're, yeah we're good I, I i'm i'm feeling a little better i'm still i'm still a little hazy um still a little um here and there i'll lose my balance um so it's really up for debate if i'm going to try to work tomorrow because this this isn't safe for me all right is that i drive a UPS vehicle. I mean, oh, shit. Fuck it. I drive a vehicle. <laughs> Y'all don't already know where I work. I think I, I think I've talked about this before. I, it is what it is. But 
Um, I've driven, I've drive those vehicles, and I don't want to put myself or any people, anybody else in danger. So I'm definitely going to slow play this and make sure that you know we're everything's good. Um, I'm just, I don't want to take any chances, especially with my life or anyone else's life behind that wheel. And also, like, like most of my stuff is um, me walking upstairs and everything like that. So I don't want to fall down any stairs with a bunch of, uh, you know, packages in my hand and, you know, potentially hurting myself. So if it does come down to that, I definitely will make the right decision is what it is. At the end, of the day. I'll deal, I'll, I'll deal with it later. But um, yeah, man, it, it's just, it's like, it's a weird it's weird. You know, it's a weird uh, thing to deal with right now. And, uh, my, you know, and like I said, I'm on a cycle right now. We're good. We're, we're going to be buffing shit and we're going to lose a lot of weight in the next week or two, because I think these are like 20, like the latest one is like 21 days. I had to take like six of them bitches. Oh, fuck, man. They're nasty ass. They're the nastiest fucking pills. But the nasty ones, I will say this. The nasty pills actually do the work. Like um, Alka Seltzer don't get flavored Alka Seltzer. I don't know what they do differently with flavored Alka Seltzer than the original, but um, yeah, like I got like an orange flavor one, tastes pretty good. Didn't do shit, okay? Didn't do anything that was supposed to do. That like it didn't even come close. Alka Seltzer no knocks this shit out, but like that, they didn't do anything. So um, that's you know, so that we learned a lesson not to take flavored Alka Seltzer. So if the medicine taste is nasty. It's good for you. That's how I feel about it. That's my that's my science of the day. If it tastes nasty, it's good. It's doing it's going to do its job fantastically, fabulously. I don't know any other words that can describe how great this is going to do for you. So that's the only thing I can really. That's the only big advice I can give you guys. But um, you know, got to watch. Um, so we're going to continue on the bleach uh, review. It's going to be a quick, little bit quick one. I mean, this might be a little bit of a quicker episode. Um, but Bleach, the newest episode, came out on Saturday. Normally, I'm supposed to be doing this on Tuesdays. Shit happens. Um, but I actually love this episode. I love the episode because we finally get to see Rukia finally, like, get a, a, a acceptance from Byakuya. That warmed my heart in so many ways. That was the first time he really acknowledged her in a way to where it was complimentary. And I think him almost dying, it's sad, like, it, it, I know it sounds crazy, but it took him almost dying to be like, oh, I need to re, I need to, like, re-engage. I, I gotta re-engage with my, adop that's his adopted sister. She's not part of the coochie, she's coochie. Coochie, she is a Coochie. <laughs> hey guys, don't get don't don't get uh don't get uh don't don't get this. This shit sucks. <laughs> I'm just letting y'all know right now. But um, she she isn't a uh, she, she isn't really a Coochie. She's adopted his adopted sister. So I, I mean, like he still like could have been better to her. I mean, he still tried to kill her. Like let's be real for a second. He he did still try to you know kill her. Um, in the first, you know, first two arcs, um, but it was nice seeing that. Like, like he said, "Look, I, you're different now. You're stronger. You're strong, Rukia," and that just warmed her heart, man. You, you know, and then they went back to all the times where he just never, where he just kind of like 
All right, fuck off. I don't know you, little motherfucking weakling. And her bankai. And also, this is the most like, like badass shit ever. Bleach likes to do shit like this a lot. Okay, they like to be like, look, I'm not gonna fight. I'm not gonna waste my bankai on you. Bianca was like, I could waste my bankai on you, but like you ain't even worth my my breath right now. He said, I'm gonna have Rukia finish you because the dude fear. This is a uh, fear sterator. He um, it was a good fight between him and Rukia to tell the truth. Like he does get a little, he does get his Volster Dutch and Volster Deech. Volster Deech. He gets that, and you know he starts to get overpowered. Now they started doing the anime shit that I fucking hate. This is the mo- uh, this might be my my biggest pet peeve with animes is when. Somebody that that's supposed to be kind of like a scary character like that turns into this like disgusting ass monster. It bothers me. It always has. Like it, it, ever since Akira, like I hate watching anime. Some like sometimes I hate anime fights where they do that shit because it worked on Akira one time, and then everybody else starts to copy it. Like it's it's weird because Bleach never did this type of animation before. Except for maybe not, not even with Eisen. The only problem with Eisen is, is that they hit his face. And Eisen to me was scarier when you didn't hide his face. To me, to me, because he was conniving. And that's what his sword was. I mean, that's what his Sampakto is. It's a conniving thing. It's supposed to confuse you. So when they make these big ass monsters characters, because he's supposed to be a scary character, every time he cuts you, his fear goes into your bloodstream. And the thing that you fear the most. It's like will come rushing to you. That's what happened with Rukia. And, and Rukia can drop her body temperature. What was it? 180 negative 184 Celsius. Don't know what that means. Apparently, body doesn't shut down for she she would have like I think she had like four minutes. Like, no, no, she had like four seconds before all her vital organs and all her movements stopped working. She only had four seconds to use like an ultimate, like her ultimate move on it on him. Used it very well. He melts it because of you know the Vol- Volster Deitch. And you know, he turned into this big ass animal. Then also the cuts that she ended up having, she was able to like like um she was able to freeze the cuts and stop the blood flow because you know blood goes to the, blood goes everywhere. So he's she wanted to stop the blood flow of the fear going up into her brain. So the 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 once her moves stop working, that's when you know she she got in a little bit of a trouble. Bianca kind of jumped in a little bit, try to stop everything. Like, hold on, hold on. I want to tell you this. Yeah, I think the thing that I think the thing that made her fear the most wasn't losing her friends. That's the crazy part about this. The thing that she feared the most was acceptance from her brother, from not getting acceptance from her brother for losing that fight. And then she sits there and he tells her that she's strong. And he's like, you don't have any more fear, huh? Nope. Fucking right. I'm going to let her finish you off. She's, she's going to, you know, her right here, she's going to finish you off. I know you have my, I know you had my bunkai, but you don't know how to fucking use it. I, he said, I know you used it, but you only used it halfway. You didn't use it all the way to its full potential because none of you fuckers know that we have, like, it's crazy because. They're going, they went up to, you know, they went up to squad. Oh, fuck me, man. To the soul's cat, to the castle. And they all, 
are learning their bankais, not just bankais. They're learning about their zanpakuto even more. They're, they because they have this crazy because they've been fighting with like one hand tied behind their back this whole fucking time. So with Byakuya, learned the rest of his shit, and like I told y'all, man, I love his bankai. I forgot which one his bankai one. He has one where he puts you in a dome. He also has one where swords come out the ground and then they turn all turn into flower petals. The shit's sick as fuck. I'm, I don't. If you ever get a chance to see this bankai, it's amazing. Um. So she's, you know, they they're getting in the fight, and then she kills him with her. You know, her bankai is amazing. They and and the way he talked to her about the bankai was like, yo, you only got really one chance to use this. You're not strong. You're not strong enough yet to fully use this bankai. But I'm telling you right now, you got only one chance to not miss. Because if you miss, you're dead. That's pretty much what's going on with her bond guy right now. And she turns into this ice. She has like this sick ass fucking ice fucking uniform where it comes all the way up. Yo, and her hair turns white. Yo, I'm just saying, man, that was a very telling episode about Ruki and Biakia. Like she finally gets this acceptance and she be, she's a scarier fighter because all the um Haidos and all the shit that she knows, all the, all the Kitos and shit. Yo, <laughs> Y'all, people are in trouble. Renji learning his full, learning his Zanpato's full name. Scarier. Fucking Ichigo understanding his Zanpato. Scary as shit. I think everybody, to tell the truth, to tell the truth, they gave him way too much time to figure out how to use their Zanpato's even better. They Squad Zero definitely have been a big help. Not with the fighting part but with them learning their zanpakzos that's shit is sick as fuck another weird thing that happened this episode is that we are finding out that with the stern ridders they're really just food to yoich like he's expecting them to die and so he can feed off of their souls pretty much he's a um he's a hollow in quincy form That should piss all of them off if they all actually knew. But, like, it seems like the top guys only know. There's only a couple of them that know that, like, with any, any of them that die, that he's getting their power. Like, he's getting not just their powers, but he's getting their um the recollection of the fight that they were in to the person that they lost. And then he also he's also getting more power from, like, from their from the Quincy powers, from what they died with. Like, this dude is diabolical, man. How you gonna make all these Iran cars? And it's really, right now, I think it's the Iran cars that are that he's taking all these from right now. I think the top dude, I forgot his name. I think it's like Jigum, Jigum. I don't think he's a Iran car. I don't think he's a like a converted Iran car. I think he's just, or a spot, I'm sorry. I don't think he's that. I think that that's why he knows about the souls going into Yuich. So that was a really weird situation not weird but like a kind of a telling situation why he's not fighting right now he's he's really gaining energy from each of his fallen soldiers that shit is wild how are you supposed to trust them that's shit man i'm gonna have to send y'all to y'all death man go ahead bro you ready to fight all right cool go fight and they think they're fighting for like the quincy powers and they're he's really just fighting because he wants more power that's all they're fighting for they're fighting for one man's power 
That is wild. He doesn't even want the soul society. The only thing he wants is their souls. This dude about to be unstoppable, though. Enough of them die. He's going to be unstoppable. I mean, I know this plot armor. Don't get it twisted. It's definitely plot armor. But this is going to be this is going to be rough. This is going to be a rough go. To tell you the truth, like that, like whenever um, Ichigo really starts to fight him, it's going to be a t- really rough go. Speaking of Ichigo, we see him at Soul. Is it Soul Palace? Soul Castle? One fucking two. I, it's, sorry, y'all. My like I said, my memories are fucking blurry. I should have wrote this shit down, but he's there anyway. And they're talk they're talking about him. They're like, yo, he is completely different than what he was when he walked up in here. Remember his Zanpakuto when it goes into Bankai now, he has two of them. He's a double wielder now. And also, I think he found yeah, he's he knows that he's part Quincy. So he said that I, I like this question. I like this question that I saw. They said what was the uh, the question was what if Ichigo was never trapped in a um it would if Ichigo was never trapped for the first um invasion. What would have happened? I think he would I think he would have murked. I, I think he would have murked a bunch of people. I think Yamamoto and him would have fought Yuich together. Still probably would have lost, but I and once again, I don't think he's out to kill Ichigo. That's that's really not his plan is to kill. He wants Ichigo by his side because I think that's his grandson. So I, once again, haven't read the mangas. I, I won't read the mangas because I don't want to be spoiled, but I want I love watching this shit. So, I, like, oh, man, shit, I can't wait. And also, like, we just, like, like even if you survive your battle, he's also conducting executions so he can take your powers. So this is how we find out about his powers. So he killed uh, the robot one. What's the other one that he killed, yo? Did he kill? Oh, he killed uh, the one that uh, he t- that took Hinsagaya's, um, the one that took Hinsagaya's uh, Bankai. That's the two that he killed. So it's just it's crazy, man. It's a really, 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 really. This was a really telling episode. This is setting a lot of chess pieces on the board right now, and I can't wait till next episode because I saw Kenpachi, and you know his lieutenant was fighting one of the Stern Raiders who like apparently can apparently can disappear and punch people in the face out of nowhere like he she can see him but she's punching like a fake dummy or something like that like a fake ghost one and then he comes in and punches her and then that's it for that so he might he you know he's about to have to deal with kenny he's gonna deal with kenny yep that's what's about to happen he's gonna deal with kenny and kenny's about to start folding motherfuckers because guess what kenny knows how to do bankai once again kenny was fighting kimpachi kimpachi was fighting with both hands tied behind his back. Both. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Both hands. This is one of my top three favorite characters, by the way, because he's straight. It don't matter. It, it doesn't matter. It's smoke. Whatever he gets into the field, it's smoke time. It is smoke time. Someone's either getting folded or he's getting cut up and you're still getting folded. It don't matter. You're losing. You're losing. It's crazy because he's fighting. I don't even think his sword wasn't even a shikai. It wasn't even a Shikai. He went and learned the name of, of Asan Pato after he fought Ichigo. Never learned the name of Asan Pato until after he fought Ichigo. And he had a lot of bodies on his record before that. He had to kill Ohana. 
Oh, remember he had to kill Ohana in the first season, and now we're here. He's coming, and I can't wait. I cannot wait. I love watching his fight. I wish we got to see when he slaughtered all those people, though. I'm not gonna lie. Y'all told me this was supposed to be uncensored, dog. Give me all that. I want all that. I want him straight up murking. That's all I need. I'm good. Nah, but um, yeah, I'm very, very excited about next episode because I know he's coming. Because he's not letting his lieutenant fight by herself. It's not happening. It, it will not happen. And he's been looking for smoke. And this is like the right type of smoke for him. Not the strongest character yet, but we're about to find out like how strong he actually got for the time of way. Like everybody seems like they're getting stronger from their time away. I wonder what's going on with Chad and um, Odahime. Also, I wonder where who showed up to the shop. We still don't know who showed up at the shop. So that's a lot of it's a lot of things. I think they're just like straight, straight up like we're going to take an episode and it's going to be one battle. And that's it. <laughs> like the only person that fought like for three episodes was the wrestler dude was Mass the Muscle. That's the old muscular. Masculine. Yeah. Masculine. Masty masculine. Like that's the only one that fought for like three episodes. Also folded. Once again, like I told you guys, he folded five people before he got killed. So just putting it out there. It, like dudes, dude was a problem. And he was like almost one of the worst, one of the weakest ones out of all of them. Just putting it out there. Just put it out there. So I'm ready for next Bleach episode, man. You guys already know I love Bleach so much, man. As you, oh, man, I can't wait. I cannot wait for the next episode. Goodness gracious. Because it is Kim Pachi. Woo! Let's go. Okay, sorry. Um, also, man, like I said, so that's the Bleach review. My fault. That is the Bleach review. Lastly, because I am getting like winded right now. Um, lastly, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about the Johnny Manziel documentary. Can I just say that shit? I, I they I seen some people make an argument that they wanted that they wanted to see a three part episode about Johnny Manziel. I think it was perfectly done. Um, I thought I, I thought it was really well done to make it into just a movie, like the Balco one, just a movie. It's an hour, 18 minutes. It wasn't really that big. For something that was a bombshell in sports entertainment, it still didn't warrant it didn't warrant um three episodes just like the Madison palace didn't warrant three episodes like these yeah the untold stories they do um they they know what to make a three episode arc and they know what not to i think the johnny manzel thing was like that flash in the pan type deal it was like mm, you can't say jeremy lynn jeremy lynn was about maybe two weeks the johnny manzel was about two years maybe three and it was it was very telling. I wish they talked about his arena football days, too. I, I do wish they touched on that a little bit, see what was going on there. Maybe, you know, maybe he can give us some insight on that. But I think the parts that the part that everybody needed to know or wanted to know, they found out 
in this documentary, like when he was out partying, why he got kicked off the Cleveland Browns, because we never got a full story of why he got cut or kicked off the team after being a first round pick after two years. After a year and a half on the team, right? It's about a year and a half, two years. So I think this was a really well done show. I, I think it was a really some people you you find out like do you really want fame do you really want to be the most famous person out dude couldn't go to class you know what i'm saying he was a party dude you know what i'm saying and he had to lie about his own you ready to you ready to tell people oh man yeah we came from oil money i don't need this we came from oil money like nah and then you find out about the ncaa which we already knew they were scoundrels we already knew at one point well still kind of they were making money off these kids that were making billions of dollars. Like Texas A&M is the middle is in the middle of nowhere in Texas. I live here. I know this. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's the only it, that's literally the only thing in College Station is Texas A&M. So when you sit here and you watch this and he made like what he generated like three hundred million dollars in a year. And he ain't seen a dime of that. Come on, man. And then everybody, oh, well, they're getting free education. They're doing this and that. They're getting, you know, they're getting to go to school for free. That's cool. That's $40,000. I made you $300 million. 300, 300, I think, was it $350 million? He sold like over a million jerseys with his number on it. You know, it was Johnny Manziel. We all knew that it was number two. We know that's Johnny Football. So, him taking advantage of the system, doing the autographs for $40,000. Now we just played for school. He only went to school for two years. So what did you do? What education did you give him for two years? Dude couldn't go to class. One of the most famous football players, what's crazy is he's one, he was one of the most famous football players between college and NFL at that time. Everyone knew from the NFL stage, from the college football stage, even outside of football, that they knew who Johnny Football was. And he generated mil over hundreds of millions of dollars. And you're trying to sit here and tell me he didn't see, he was going to see a dime of that? I'd be pissed too. It just showed you. It just showed you. Like, people think that, like, people, y'all think that these kids didn't deserve to get paid. They're generating billions of billions of dollars to these schools. What was it? Who, who just paid? Then um, two schools like the Oklahoma and Texas. No. Let's go to the SEC. Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah. They just had to shell out. What was it? A hundred million dollars? So they can leave? What the fuck are we doing here? And these kids ain't making jack? Like even still to this day, the highest paid amateur player right now is Bronny James and he's getting paid two million dollars he was in high school making that much he probably generated so much money for that high school because they were on ESPN they are getting kids recruiting to go there and you're trying to sit here and tell me that two million dollars that yo, bro, I'm happy that he's making. I don't have two million dollars, so let me not, let me not. But that's nickels to you. Know, I mean, that's a pennies to nickels. You know what I'm saying? And I just, I'm not. I have a problem with it. It sucks because these kids are exploited. These guys were exploited, and then for that exploit exploitation, the microscope is even bigger 
on Johnny Football. And so he, you see him always out partying with his homeboy. What was it, Nate? They called him o- Uncle Nate. Very weird name to call somebody that you're almost the same age. As I think Nate was like a year or two older than him. Maybe a year older than him. But pretty weird. Weird. I ain't going to ask any questions. Okay, cool. But in my opinion, I think this, and I, I would say this, I think that this was, I know some people would say this isn't a cautionary tale. I think it is. I think this is what you need to, some of you people, some of the, some of you kids and some, I feel like this needs to be watched as a case study. This needs to be figured. I mean, not figured out. This needs to be studied. Like this dude was at the top, more famous than professional football players, more famous than most actors. Like they knew who Johnny football was, who Johnny football was. And it wasn't even a fall from grace. It was just a fall from that fame. What do you do after that? Like, dude was talking about eating a gun. And I'm just like, he said, you know, he, he, that's how bad it got. And I just want people to understand, like, this is this is it. That's That's the story. And you know, I know everybody's, I know some people saw that he was, I don't remember seeing him drinking beer on the documentary, but I guess he did. He's, I was like, shit, he's not so, he never said, he never claimed to be sober. I, I don't remember him ever claiming that, but I, you know, he went to rehab and things like that. But I mean, nothing wrong with a little beer here and there. And let me, well, I guess I think his issue mostly was drugs. I, that's probably what his issue was mostly. Hopefully he's not doing any drugs. Hopefully he's of sound mind. You know, he's look like he's living living a good life still, man. They're talking about, yeah, man. Uh, they were talking about, you know, his dad. It took him. It took his dad practically saying, "Oh, I can't. Like, I can't. I gotta back away from you, dude. Like, we had a business together. I gotta back away from the business because you're not. First of all, a, you're not taking it seriously. B, you're you're over here like spending the money and fucking the business up. I gotta back off, bro." Dad looked like he's still living a pretty good life. I ain't gonna lie to you. Look like he's living a good life. But I'm gonna say, hey, hey, look, look, man, do your thing, baby. They over here golfing and shit. I'm over here, like, damn, you know, they just on, that oil. No one finding out that that oil, like their their family wasn't oil rich, bothers the shit out of me too. You know, like the media ran with that. I remember when they ran with that, and I believed it. I still like I, actually that was the first time I heard that that story was fabricated. They fabricated that story. That's wild. That is wild. I remember hearing, like, I remember it. I remember it clear, clear as day on, like, I think college football and the like the college game day or some shit. They were talking about, you know, his family's oil rich or like, you know, trying to call him that, like, the spoiled rich brat type deal and really do is from humble beginnings. What was crazy is, is that when he was in high school, I know some of you probably didn't watch this. I'm going to just say this. When he was in high school, he went to kind of like a military type school. Not like they, the the football program is like militant. Like you had to be here at this time. Everybody wore the same jerseys. Nobody was bigger than, bigger than the brand. Nobody was bigger than the team. There's not one person bigger than the team. Somehow he showed out. He said he was still partying, doing all. I mean, like... This shit that he was getting away with in college, going out, partying, you know what I'm saying, and then going and winning football games, being able to run around, scramble around, shit like that. And then to find out you watched literally zero 
zero minutes or seconds of plays. Damn. It's not you can't be mad at him for squandering this opportunity because ever since he got to college and he got famous and got really big, no one ever told him no. Except for the NCAA in the NCAA for the rules, they slapped him on the wrist. So to me, it just yo man. If you ain't hearing no no's, you are in trouble. No one's saying no to you, bro. You got to, yo, back up and, like, reevaluate a little bit. Like, yo, man, I want to buy this jet. Yeah, man, you should do that. No. You don't have that one friend sitting there telling you no? That's the problem. That was the problem with the dude, Nate, his best friend. That was his problem. He didn't tell him no. And then when it when it was time for him to get off the train, he was mad. He got mad for getting off, having, being kicked off the train. Dude, you were a liability. Yeah, you you took a bullet for him one time for the um for the signing shit. That's okay. That's fine. You you can take that bullet. That's fine. But dude, you were promoting the activities. You were sitting there side by you wanted to be in the action. You wanted to be in the mix. And you're mad about that shit? Hmm. It's weird. Cause I wish I I wish we got more of that story. Maybe that's where you get the three-parter, where it's like him and Nate, but like Nate didn't seem bitter. I, to me, he didn't seem bitter. He just seemed like he was just telling a story, the real story or whatever. Johnny agreed. He said, Yo, I had to, you know, he got mad. I told him he needed to step, we need to back off a little bit. And he got mad and we went our separate ways. Okay. Because he became a liability. This 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 documentary teaches you some things. The price of fame. Are you willing to pay it? Are you willing to pay for that price of fame? And also, know who your friends are. Know which family members you can talk to about this stuff. Who's going to have your back? Who's going to be the ones to tell you no? A definitive no. Who's the ones you, who, who, who are those friends? That's the ones you need around you. That's the ones you need to keep around you. Don't get mad when they tell you no. They're trying to lead you to a better life. They're trying to lead you to a better direction. Listen. Listen to those friends. They're the ones that's fucking looking out for your best interests. That's cool. That's cool. Y'all out partying, things like that. Yo, man, maybe you shouldn't snort that coke. Because we got shit to do in the morning. Maybe you shouldn't smoke that weed. You got shit to do in the morning. Maybe you shouldn't drink that drink. You got shit to do in the morning. That's that's the friends that I am advising you you as my as my listeners as my neighbors. This is the friends that I'm advising you to have. I'm that friend. I'm gonna tell you, nah, bro. I don't think that's a good fucking idea, man. I, I really don't. I if you want to do it. I ain't a part of this shit no more. I'm off the train. Take me off the fucking train, dog. I'm like, you can call me. You can tell me about it, but dog, I, I can't be a part of that shit. That's that's wild as fuck. I can tell you no. I can tell you maybe you shouldn't, but it's up to you, man. It's like they like the old saying goes. 
You can lead the horse. You can horse. You can lead the horse to water. Something the horse to drink it. And Johnny learned that the hard fucking way. And it, I wish. I maybe not. Maybe I don't wish this. I'm sorry. I don't wish it. But uh, I, I would have liked them to go a little bit more deeper into why he was ready to eat a eat a bullet. Like the actual things that was going through his mentality at the time. It didn't seem like they really dug deep in that, which is okay. But to me, that part of the story probably could have helped somebody that's on the edge. Somebody that's that that is that was at the mountaintop and has hit rock bottom and tried to hit rock bottom on their own. I think that would have helped them. I think that part of the story helps him. Now, I don't know what he does, you know, outside of the documentary, what he's been doing outside of football. So I can't really fully judge on what he's been doing. I'm just saying I wish we got a more definitive, more fleshed out mindset for that, because that would definitely help like mental health wise. And like I say, like I'll always say for every episode. Please, if you are thinking about it, if you're having these dark thoughts, if you're doing anything, please make sure you call someone. Make sure you talk to somebody. You know what I'm saying? This is why I put, how are you doing in Spotify, in my Spotify question. I, I don't know. I can't do it on on um, on Apple. So if you don't have Spotify, I'm sorry. But if you go to, to Spotify and it says, how are you doing? Talk. Type it out. Let it out some way. You know what I'm saying? So as that's that's really what I I'm really trying to push this mental health objective because we need to like literally not make this a stigma anymore. We need to really help the community. We need to help each other. So um with that I would like to say that is the podcast for today. But where you can find the Cruising Podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Patreon, YouTube, and anywhere else you can find podcast needs. That's where you can find the Cruising Podcast. Also, where you can find latest updates of the show is on Instagram at Cruising Podcast. Also on Twitter at Nice Town Finance. And like I said, once again, how are you doing? Hopefully you're doing well. I'm doing, uh, I'm, you know, doing better. I'm getting there. We're going to get there. Don't worry. It's going to be a lot more content coming out. I promise. I, I, I know I keep saying, I, I know, but I promise there's going to be a lot more content coming. So. With that, I would like to say I love all of you. Stay safe out there. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. I'll catch you guys later. Deuces.